Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Drunkard's Walk, the podcast. Hi, uh, this is one of your hosts, uh, Jethro Nolan. And uh, I'm, I'm very sorry to, to relate the fact that Matt Hartman will not be joining us. Uh, we had a bit of a falling out. Uh, he accused me of some things, and I was guilty of a few of them. But uh, we're hey, not talking anymore. Hey, what? What? Hey, what? Jethro, what? hey. Oh. Hey, you. Get uh, over here. You're back. What? Uh, I thought heck? you were you never tried to start for- recording without me just because I, we had a fight. Matt, I. Well, well, well. You know the kind of interpersonal drama that uh, you and I are prone to. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, we're going to we're going to have this out. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. So I'm, we're going to do 10 paces. We're going to draw. Jesus Christ. That's ready. Here we go. No, I'm not armed. I'm One, not armed. Two. What? How are you going to shoot me through a Zoom call? Uh, well, technology sure, has come a really sure, long way yeah, during the there's, pandemic. So. There's definitely a startup that's like, we should be able to murder people through the internet. Uh, yeah, we talked the, about having uh, online duels, remember, where like a little glove would come out and slap you? Oh, God, that haven't would be they, Haven't they gotten to that yet? I, I'm sure so, there's somebody in like a, a B round of venture capital funding that's working yeah. on. They just, the trick is how do you monetize it? Because if one person's dead, you got to get their credit card. That's true. That's true. Well, you'd have to put it in advance. I'm going to say that it's not going to happen, especially because like uh, Zoom still hasn't figured out the whole peaking when you're yelling thing. So like when you did your little podcast thing at the beginning, you you peaked out of of Zoom's range. So we have like podcast. Well, there, there is no technology that can, can contain it? my brilliance. I know, so right? It's, it's, it's I, disturbing and upsetting. I, and, and quite frankly, I can't believe that they would do that to you. I exist, I exist beyond the audible spectrum of, of sound. That's right. It, it's like, I, am, I am to sound what x-rays and infrared light are to, to the visual spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard you compared to that a lot. Well, enough of this frivolous banter, sir. That's right. We, we didn't we really have, have a fight, everybody. We always was, get along. Exactly. Uh, because... Because we're uh, essentially two halves of the same type of person. That was acting. That you're was welcome. voice acting. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Uh, we, we are available. Uh, Doherty mm-hmm. Talent represents mm-hmm. us both. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are here to find uh, a path from one random Wikipedia topic to another. We ended last week at the Century 3 Mall, which is mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a, formal, uh, a former mall here in Pittsburgh. I actually drove by it this week. I was, picking, I was picking up some tables. Uh, that we found on Craigslist, and uh, I drove by Century Three Mall for I think the first time, and I saw its sad, dilapidated corpse there, and I said, "Ah, oh, that's going to be in a future episode of our podcast." So the building is still there. Then I wonder if they're planning to use that for something else. Oh, it's hard to like figure out what else to use it for because it's really know. it's very much mall shaped. I think they're turning a mall on the north side into a museum. Uh, some sort of yeah. like ex- ex- space exploration museum or something. It would have to be a pretty damn big museum because it is a big mm-hmm. honking space. Yeah. Anywho, we know where we're starting. We don't know where we're going. And mm-hmm. that is where my old friend Tommy Cho comes in. Thomas Cho, please welcome yourself to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Jeff and Matt. You're, oh, you're thanks. quite welcome. You're thanks quite for welcome. coming. And and by the way, some of you should know uh, that the eagle-eared listener uh, heard Tommy refer to me as Jeff. Mm-hmm. Which is my my uh, my birth name, my Christian name. It was given mm-hmm. to me upon my christening many years ago. Uh, it's it's what I was called by the people who know me from a non improv context. So, and surprisingly, Tommy and I don't know each other through improv. I don't understand exactly. It's I have people I know that I met before I started doing improv, mm-hmm. and Tommy and I are very big. We yeah we played <laughs> we played uh, elementary school soccer on a team called the Wranglers. 
if memory serves, who had the, the awful colors of brown and yellow. Uh, we look like a Century 21 uh, sponsored team. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. My that, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I if mem- also if memory serves, I don't know that we won a single game. I'm uh, sure that that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> It's for those of you who know me, you are probably not surprised by this. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to remark on the fact that, like, not only do you not know Tommy from improv, but you know him from sports. And that, that is, is just that's like other end of the spectrum. But you never won a game. So you got a little bit closer. There it's, you go. Yeah. Right uh, back the fact that I'm a bad athlete, it makes me more credible as an improviser. Well, well, Jeff and I have also participated in other sports teams together since then. No, no. Yeah, it's true. Like I mean, what? Well, we played basketball in high school. Oh, that's right. We, what? We had a, a nerd a nerd basketball team, and we called ourselves AP because we thought we were so great because we were taking a lot of AP classes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and Tommy, Tommy, did we win a lot of games? We won more games than the Wranglers ever won. And the one was because the other team was late. Mm. But okay, good. Other, That's our strategy. If, if I recall correctly, Be punctual, yeah. <laughs> there was another team from our high school that we actually beat, which has got to have been so embarrassing for them. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I don't I don't remember us actually winning games. I just remember, like, we played, uh, I forget the, the guys uh, who just trounced us, like, they had our number the whole way, and they would basically just hurl the ball to the other, other end of the court where one guy was permanently parked beneath the basket and just destroyed us. Well, that doesn't really separate too many of the games because they were all very That's fair, fair point, fair point. But you live in New York now, uh, don't you? I do indeed. Yeah, I moved mm-hmm. here a few years after graduating from college. Fantastic. Wow. New York, is that the city or somewhere else in the state? Uh, in the city. So I'm in Brooklyn currently. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. If you count Brooklyn as the city, I guess. Well, you know, there are five boroughs. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are like Manhattan is the city <laughs> and all of the other boroughs are. Yeah, but that's fine. If you're slumming in Brooklyn, I guess we're not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's how I roll. <laughs> Very cool. So um, we are we are in want of a destination. And and I hope you've brought something enticing and, and exciting for us. What, where are we headed this yes, day? In fact, it is an actual physical destination that you can go to, uh, the Comoro mm. Islands, C-O-M-O-R-O Islands. C-O-M-O-R-O. And what, what can you tell us about the Comoro Islands? Well, it's um, an, some islands in between uh, the continent of Africa and Madagascar. Okay. And uh, they their currency is the Comoro Franc. And I learned that through work recently. And I'd like to think that I'm relatively well-traveled. Granted, geography mm-hmm. is not necessarily my strength, um, but I'd never heard of this country. I'd never never heard of this currency. And so it piqued my interest. Very cool. And so I'm guessing you haven't been there. Correct, I have not. Is is there a, a claim to fame for the Comoro Islands other than their wonderful uh, uh, currency of the franc? Is it like a tax haven or... <laughs> it's, it, it's used during the illegal lemur trade or something? Well, you know, I think that it was, um, well, the French kind of took it over as they did. I, I presume, right? Uh, yeah, mm. I presumed by their use of the, the French. Right. They just, yeah. didn't just happen on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but th- they have a, a bit of a sordid history um, with that. And, uh, you know, I think that they try to remain independent. Of course, the Europeans, they like to 
get their fingers all over a lot of things. They really, they really mm-hmm. do. They mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of, it's kind of their core competency. Um, <laughs> is is going to other people's countries and take them over and subjugating the native populations. That's uh, true. Yeah. But hey, what what else have were they successful at the? You know, uh, did, have they reestablished independence or no? You know, there was uh, an instance uh, where the UN was going to tell the French that they couldn't be basically colonial powers. Exactly. But there's a veto power apparently within the UN that the, you know, the country can be like, sorry, we veto that. Even though everybody else in the general assembly may have voted for this veto. So the the French vetoed it. That's correct. Is my understanding. No, we would like to still have the colony. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not exactly sure why. I don't know if there's too many natural resources. Um, yeah, it's just, I mean, if it's a, if it's an Island between Africa and Madagascar that no one has heard of, like, is it like the world's third largest, uh, zinc repository or something? I, I actually, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of like as many islands as volcanic. Um, I, I really don't know. There doesn't seem to be too much there. Hmm. Um, so the history of it, uh, I think a little sorted, but, um, okay. Yeah. Not not sorted because of anything that they did, but because of the lousy French. Maybe, maybe. I, I feel like it's going to be a, a very anti-Francophone uh, podcast uh, that we're cooking up here. Could be. I'm, I'm fine be. with that. I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do about it. Have, so, uh, it w- is the uh, current exchange rate for the uh, Camaro Island <laughs> Frank uh, really really positive? Or I have no idea. I just know that it. The reason it had come up is because that we can automatically trade to this currency. And I was just thinking, how many businesses actually need this currency? But my guess is there are some French companies that might. Um, that maybe when you get- I, I don't. Know. I think that there's a direct flight from Kenya, so maybe the Kenyans are uh, yeah. really involved. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it's the African version of the Cayman Islands, where like that's if you need to move money offshore, it can't all be Dogecoin, <laughs> <laughs> can't it? Yeah, it it literally can't. There's not enough of it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Also, it is a currency that is based off of a joke, which you can't spend anywhere. So maybe don't invest in it. That's mm. just my two cents. Yeah. Or my point oh 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 three Dogecoin. Mm. As the same goes. <laughs> well, uh, Matt, do you have any further questions about the? Uh, uh, um, islands? no, I mean, I, I just, I think that, the I, I, I know everything I need to know, I guess I, I, in, unless there's anything else that, that, that stands out to you, Tommy, that, that you feel like we must know about these islands. Um, I, I guess, I guess I could ask like, oh no, that doesn't even make sense. Cause they were taken. When, do you know when the French moved in? Like approximately speaking, are we talking like the 1800s, the 1700s, the Ten hundreds, like. Let me see if I can pull that up really quickly. I, I don't know exactly, but um, I don't know. Uh, when did the French get there? They settled the establishment uh, in the forties, I believe. The nineteen forties. Yeah. Oh wow. That's pretty. Okay. That's pretty late for the colonial game. Yeah. I know, I right? Um, it I looks like they had a lot of like spices. Seventeen. There. Yeah. Ah, oh, spices. If you've never had. Uh, uh, Comoro Island cinnamon. It is. It's, it makes that Salinese crap look. <laughs> yeah. Well, this well, is very exciting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm very excited, and, and I can't thank you enough for providing us a, a place. And it's always exciting to learn a new thing. And I've never heard of the Comoro Islands either. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're gonna have a a, a fun time uh, finding our way there. 
Agreed. Right. Well, Tommy, thank you. It's it's a delight to see you. I'm glad to hear that you and the family are doing well in our in our pre-show uh, uh, chats. But uh, yeah, look forward to uh, our adventure. And thank you for your contribution. Thanks so much. Cheers, man. Yeah, pleasure meeting you. Cheers. Take care. Bye. All right, right Kamoro Islands. Kamoro Islands. Uh, I guess we got to do a little prediction. We do. On, I, and, uh, how, and I'm, I'm how already. I, or, the, the specter of the geographic route is already looming large. In I, it my it mind. is. You know, it's interesting. So far, all geographic uh, so, uh, topics. Uh, we started at St. Pancras. We went to the Dominion of Melchizedek. We went to Century Three Mall, and now we're off to the Kamara Islands. So yes. it's as if the geographic route is uh, just it's laughing at us. us. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a theme for this season. It's all geography all the time. All geography, but we have to get there through non-geographic means. Yeah. Who's to say? It's, it's going to be a challenge um, for sure. Uh, all right. I got my prediction written down. I got uh, I got a drink here ready to go. Oh, do well. you know what? What do you have? What do you mm-hmm. have in there on on this fine Tuesday evening? Well, you know, um, I think it's I think it's pretty appropriate uh, that your that your friend there was from New York because I am drinking a um, a whiskey. It's actually an Irish whiskey, but it's called Hellcat Maggie, and it is named after uh, a very famous. Well, not very famous because I'd never heard of her until I read the bottle. But um, a member of the uh, oh, what's the name of the the Dead Rabbits Gang? Oh from yeah, Five Points from, from Gangs of New York. That's the, right. That's right. Daniel so, Day uh, Lewis film. She was um, she was a fierce street fighter and actually filed her teeth and nails into points to better <laughs> shred her opponent's skin. Says my bottle of irish whiskey wow so hellcat maggie that's what i'm drinking tonight that that tells you the limits that cameron diaz has as an actress that she was not willing to do that right for the role right did she did she play hellcat maggie who's to say i have no idea i don't think i ever saw that movie actually uh it's it's one of the ones from scorsese that you could miss yeah that's what i was told so that's so i did uh but what about you sir are you are you drinking a beverage this evening as well uh, I am, in fact, I'm having a little bit of, uh, Jenny Everdeen, by the way, was Cameron Diaz's character in ah, okay. Gangs of New York, which okay. I Googled, uh, I did not remember it, but I, sure. I couldn't have that lingering over us the whole sure, time. I got you. Yeah, I I'm having a delightful bourbon, um, uh, a, a wood, Woodford Reserve that I, uh, just about finished with. So I'm going to mm. uh, actually transition into a Smirnoff seltzer limited edition oh. red white and berry with zero sugar so this oh is wow my seltzer kick here so it is okay. it also has the fun feature of when the uh beverage is cold the can turns blue no it, it's true oh that's amazing yeah i love so it that's very exciting to see uh, chemistry happening right in front of me. i love color changing things ever since uh i was a kid and a friend of mine had one of those gi joe figures that when you took him in the sun he turned blue zartan you remember him mm-hmm. My, uh, my big, my big, I, I I don't, uh, because I was not a GI Joe kid. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Well, neither was I, my friend was, but my big childhood exposure to color changing things other than my pasty white skin, which Mm -hmm. would uh, burn to a crispy red anytime I was outside for five minutes or more, (laughs) um, was the genera t-shirts, the hyper color shirts where if you you got warm and uh, pressed your hand up up against somebody's shirt, Mm -hmm. you would have a big handprint, Mm -hmm. which is a neat idea in theory. Mm -hmm. Like I think this uh, fashion trend has since discontinued for uh, reasons that are about to become very apparent. Um, (laughs) So if it gets warm, the shirt changes color, which is really cool. Unless you've got 
armpit sweat, in which mm. case the shirt's armpits are constantly green and the rest yeah. of the shirt is blue. So it was yeah. very, it was very much a, uh, uh, take teenagers who are already hyper anxious about their body and how they're perceived by others and just highlight their worst features. I used to wear one of those as a, as like a gym shirt. Mm. So like you would get warm all over. And so it would change all over, but mostly like on your shoulders and on your arm, like any place it was actually touching you. So even though, even though it was under your arms as well, like it was everywhere because you were sweating anyway and you were running and you were doing mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I found that that, that worked pretty well. It was an orange to yellow shirt, well, I believe. I, I, I like con- those. I like those quite a bit as well. I, I want to congratulate you for uh, having the uh, rather uh, beautiful feature of heating evenly over your body. Oh, it wasn't even. Don't get me wrong. It was, it was, it was patchy, but it looked like tie-dye. I mean, which I thought was kind of the point. No, I look. I, so. I I look like a burn victim when I wear them. It's just it's I, it's, it, it's an unflattering uh, <laughs> uh, patchwork of colors that just don't look natural. The other but, thing that I that I really loved as a child was anything that would glow in the dark. Oh yeah, glow in the dark toys were the best toys. Uh, they were. I and I and to this day I still believe that my my daughter has uh, a bunch of my old Matchbox cars and I had one that mm-hmm. glows in the dark. And she gets very excited about it. She she's like, "Come on, we got to go in this dark room and look at it glow. Look, it's glowing." And the the like, peak the peak of the kid year for me was always uh, being at a Six Flags or something or near Halloween when you had mm-hmm. like those glow necklaces and those glow mm-hmm. sticks that you had to break yep. to activate oh, yeah. the glow. Oh, like, and they only lasted for a day. Yep. Maybe you could put it in the freezer and, and get a little uh, light out of it. Like, <laughs> but I mean, as an adult, what a waste of money! What a stupid dumb thing that it should never exist still very fun though but as a child like it was like as close as you got to actual magic yeah we we did uh, we took um when i was a teacher uh we would take the seniors on a beach trip at the end of every year and one year we bought a bunch of those glow sticks Mm -hmm. and we threw them into the swimming pool that we had at the beach house that we'd rented and that was amazing because some of them would float some of them would sink and you would have and it would be night and they would just be floating in the water and looked awesome did you take ecstasy and have a like a a rage no no i was a teacher with children yeah it's they gotta learn somehow Mm. well not Uh, not from me that's what i would say about that all right. Well, uh, this has been a glowing conversation, um, but we need <laughs> to move on. I see what you did there. I, see. <laughs> I found see it my very face? illuminating myself. Did you see my face light up when I said that? Uh, um, we need to move on and find our way to these islands, these Camaro Islands. Um, and, and you're right. The geographic route is absolutely the most obvious. Um. So I want to see if there's another way. I'm concerned. Let's if there's challenge not. ourselves. I'm concerned. But um, what do we have in here? What do we have in this in this Century Three Mall page? I see Las Vegas. There's a Paris hotel in Las Vegas. There, so that's, f- there is, in fact, a Paris hotel in Las Vegas. You have no, that's very geographical, obviously. It is, but it is super know. is. There's also a, a lot of retailers that are listed here. Uh, folks who who at one time or another were anchor stores. There's a Gimbel's. There's a TJ Maxx. There's a Marshalls. Mm-hmm. Dick's Sporting Goods. Kaufman's. Montgomery Ward. Right. Sears. JC Penny. Uh. Yeah, none of this none of this feels uh, particularly French to me or I mean the the one of the big problems here is I guess he said that it's it it has a lot of spices but like to what degree, right? If we were to go onto a spice related page, would we then see this link? I don't I don't know. It's hard to say. It's really hard I would to be say. I'm concerned that we wouldn't. I do see uh Mindhunter the Netflix television show apparently had some filming there. 
Uh, filming Dude. took place in the old Macy's Furniture Gallery wing for the Netflix original show. Fantastic. Um, yeah, but that's not uh, Macy's is on here a lot. Jones Lang LaSalle. I don't know what that. Oh, that's an, they're a, a big property management firm. Ah, founded in the UK, so that gets us into Europe at least. But um, indeed, there's all boy. there's also U.S. Steel Corporation. Yeah. So U.S. Steel, uh, it's a big company, and I'm sure that uh, they they probably, even despite the fact that they are named U.S. Steel, probably have mm-hmm. some overseas operations. Uh, they may. I would they guess. May. I think France is is a place that steel was made at one point, but um, I don't know how much or how how much connected U.S. steel would have to them. Uh, U.S. News and World Reports is on here as well, which you know obviously is World Reports. So, but it's also U.S. News, man. But it is also World Reports. So, but it's know. U.S. News, yeah, though. Yeah, but it's a World Report. So. Eh, I agree to disagree. Okay. Um, waterfront. Oh, that's the waterfront is on here. That's not going to help us. Best Buy, Michaels. Yeah, boy, I'll tell you what, man. Um, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of non-retail uh, options yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Grove City Premium Outlets. I see linked down at the bottom. Um, a so lot of malls. A lot of I malls. Think, <laughs> I think U.S. Steel is the way to go because U.S. Steel, I've, really. 100%. Because first of all, it gets us out of the retail space because we don't really want to be in retail, right? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. it's a terrible mm-hmm. business, especially with Amazon and Walmart. Like you're not going to make, you're not going to make any headway in that space. Yeah. Um, but it's a global company. It was very large at one time. It was critical to the war effort. Uh, my grandfather used to work for U.S. Steel back in the day. He was a salesman oh. for U.S. Steel. So uh, it's got a personal touch for me that I quite enjoy. But it could get us into World War II because they were critical for the war effort. It could mm-hmm. get us into uh, international trade. Um, All right. I'm, so I'm sure at you... some point people traded steel for spices. <laughs> I think that was pretty. No, I don't think that occurred. But um, so you, you like that better than doing a Las Vegas to Paris to France type of thing. Yeah, if only because it's too boring and predictable. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'm down. Uh, U.S. Steel uh, did a lot for Pittsburgh, and uh, so I, I don't mind doing something for it. So, uh, so there you go. We, we should also call out the relation of U.S. Steel to the Century Three Mall. The development of the Century Three Mall was one of the biggest projects to ever take place in southwestern Pennsylvania. In mm-hmm. 1969, USS Realty Development, a division of U.S. Steel, wanted to find a more productive use for the slag heap, which mm-hmm. had grown into an artificial mountain from years of industrial dumping. Good Lord. Locally known as Brown's Dump. Oh, what a Ugh. terrible name. Brown's Dump. <laughs> the property encompassed 410 acres. No, so this is basically where they were like, eh, let's build a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, so now you know how U.S. Steel is involved. Better than building houses on it, I guess. I guess. Having kids run around. Here we go. U.S. Steel. We're here. There it is. There oh, it there is. is there's US a link to Central Steel. Europe, which there is. sadly uh, does not include France. Uh, according oh. to the map that I see when I hover over it. Oh, you're right. It definitely does not. Germany, but not France. But Germany's next to France, so, you know, uh, you can get well, there pretty easily. Yeah, uh, according to some Germans in particular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I will mm-hmm. say that the uh, in 1907, U.S. Steel bought its largest competitor, the Tennessee Coal, Iron, and Railroad Company. So that was actually sure. the, the division that my father, uh, my grandfather started working for mm. before he became a, a salesman for U.S. Steel proper. He was in the Tennessee gotcha. Coal and Iron Company. Gotcha. And uh, I actually have some, uh, in in his possessions after he passed, uh, we were, I found some like letterhead from the company. Oh. I was like, oh, that's a neat thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, because I was going to ask you if you had if you had ties to Pittsburgh before you were here because of that, but but clearly not the case. Interestingly, from my um, my mother's side, mm-hmm. I do have ties. Oh. My my mother's father, who mm-hmm. passed before I was born, so I never met, okay. was born in Pittsburgh. Oh, and he used to live on Mellon Avenue, and his parents are buried in Allegheny Cemetery, and uh, several generations back. So he was part of a Lutheran community on the North Shore, um, and there's a there's a, a cemetery in Tro- a Polish Hill or Troy Hill called okay. the the Votley Cemetery, okay. where many of my direct uh, ancestors from like the the mid to late 1800s are buried. Huh. So I've got I have a tremendous number of dead relatives uh, who have not live in Pittsburgh but are, are, are buried here. Wow. And that's, and that that was totally unknown to me until I moved here. Wow. Well, there you go. So that's, 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 that is a tie, but not through the, not through this gentleman that you were telling me about. So that's, that's crazy. All right. Well, I'm going down, looking through here and I'm seeing a lot of information. There's a lot of stuff about Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh and Homestead. And, um, Hey, there's even a link to the 1948 Donora smog incident. Um, which if you're Thank unfamiliar God. with is uh, is a terrible terrible uh thing uh environmental disaster that happened that we haven't had to walk to yet so that's good okay maybe maybe if we're lucky in the future we can. yeah we'll see um i do see some heavy metals arsenic lead uh not used for spice uh all that much not at all um i do you, see if, atlantic city linked here now atlantic yeah. city curiously could get us to las vegas and i don't know if you know this there's a paris mm. hotel in las mm. vegas mm. we could you're uh, you're fired. You're off the team. Uh, oh no! Sorry. I'm sorry to say. Uh, I want to point out that the um, the hypocycloids are on here, and if you don't know what that is, uh, if you if you ever ever seen the the Pittsburgh Steelers logo, that's what the little diamondy looking things are. Hypocycloids, and the Steelers uh, actually borrowed that from uh, from steel from U.S. Steel. That was the yeah. little logo that they used. They stole it. They uh, borrowed it. Borrowed it is what it says here. I actually have a a Zippo lighter of my grandfather's that has the U.S. Steel logo on it. Sure. The the, uh, aforementioned hypocycloids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see the World's Fair on here. Do you? Which is a thing. But you know what else I see? And I don't. Walt Disney World. I do see Walt Disney World. But more than that, Disney's Polynesian Resort is on here. Yeah. So it is. Polynesia was also an area of French-owned islands. Ah, yeah. I, I was so, going to say, it's, it's, isn't that in the, uh, the oh, Pacific? In that, yeah, it's, totally it's, different part di- of the world, for sure. But they were, they were colonized by the French. But they were French, yeah, French-occupied islands. So I wonder if, if we went through that hotel to... Now, would that hotel have a link to French Polynesia? I, don't, I would assume, but I guess I don't know that for certain. Yeah, well, it, it gets us to Polynesia, yeah, which, and it's, which and gets it's, us to French colonialism, which is right. definitely uh, in the ballpark. Right. I, I like it. I like, like it. That? All right. I, I mean, I, I feel bad for agreeing with you because it's kind of my mo to be like, ah, oh, you're down yeah. that hard. Maybe we should yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Disney's Polynesian Resort. This is under yeah. the United States Steel Hour Television Program. That's right. And Walt Disney World involvement. Let's hit it. Let's do and it. It's, Let's it's a little. It's a little geographical, but it's it's a fun geographical route, right? It it's sure a, is fun. It's a different. It's, it's it's a fun positive spin on colonialism. That's right, boy. Well, I mean, this isn't about. Uh, that's not what the uh, the, the hotel wasn't built for. That, but uh, it's it's a little bit of cultural appropriation. Eh, so the eh, Disney Company can make. Well, I don't. Well, 
Well, okay. Well, anyway, this was constructed by U.S. Steel uh, Realty Development, so that's smooth why segment. it was included segment. in that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Had a uh, South Seas theme, and South Seas is linked. It, okay, so there you go. Well, also, all the 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 areas on this are uh, Samoa, Hawaii, Tonga, Fiji, Tuvalu. Uh, so there's like there actually links to these real places. Um, it looks like, based on their flags, though, all of them were like UK <laughs> occupied places. I don't know if you are aware of this, uh, Matt, but it turns out the European colonial powers uh, they all got in the game. And oh, were quite for aggressive sure. About the, the parts for of the sure. world they uh, took over. Um, Polynesia is linked as well, so that may be the way to go because it includes yep. French Polynesia. I, I will. Um, I, I will. I hate. I hate to interrupt because no, the thing do. I'm about to say has nothing to do with getting us closer to our destination. I don't mind. But apparently, the Disney Polynesian Resort yeah. had a role in ending the Beatles because what? John John Lennon signed the paperwork that officially broke up the Beatles at the Polynesian Resort on December no. 29, 1974. Oh my God! Uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's, wow, that's banana pants. Look at that. Holy cow. John Julian and and I, May Pang, left New York the following day to spend Christmas in Florida. On December 29, 1974, the vol, vol, voluminous. Voluminous? I've never heard that word. That Documents means, were brought a, down to John huh? but in Florida by one of Apple's lawyers. He finally picked up his pen and in the unlikely backdrop of the Polynesian Village Hotel at Disney World, ended the greatest rock and roll band in history by simply scrawling John Lennon on the bottom of the page. That's a that's, bit that's a bit egotistical to say like it was John's signature that made it true and final. Like what about Ringo and George and Paul? Uh, maybe they had already signed. Mm, that's, that's a rookie move. You don't you don't you don't nutty. sign it first and then send it on other. Now, it doesn't talk about it on here, but they they've just rethemed um a much of the Polynesian resort in in uh, the style of Moana um to to make it more closely related to characters from the Disney franchises. Um, but what is linked on here is Dole Whips. I saw that. Oh, man. Have you ever had a Dole Whip? Uh, I have not, but I appreciate it. It's, it's pretty it's, tasty. It's, it's pretty it's tasty. It's Although I will say delicious. I've had enough of them. I don't need any more. That's what I will say. It does um, not look keto, so I'm going to pass. No, probably not keto. Okay, now there is a link to a specific French Polynesian island on here as well. Is there Moria? Where where is this link? Um, on Don't the right hand that? side, uh, there's a picture: Disney's Polynesian villas and bungalows. And underneath that, it's the different area names are linked. So um, French Polynesia, yeah. So I would say let's go there. And Bora than- Bora is here as well, which is also a French Republic, um, as well as so. Pago Pago, which is Pago of course, Pago, yeah, uh, part of American Samoa. Right. Uh, so America is also a player in the colonialism game. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, um, yeah. So like, do you like, like Bora Bora or Moria? I like Moria. Like Moria because that gets us to French Polynesia, which is well, where they we both do. Be. Bora Bora is also um, an overseas collectively of the French Republic in the Pacific Ocean. So. Well, then, then I'm fine. Let's go to Bora Bora just because I've heard it, heard All right. it before. Bora Bora it is. So we are Bora going, Bora. we're getting a little geographical here, folks, but don't right. worry. We're going to some real nice places. Bora Bora is going to be a real nice place. So French Polynesia is linked here. Uh, it is, yeah. Uh, which if we, I'm, yeah, I know. French Republic uh, just takes you to France. So we could just get straight to France. My hope was that there was going to be some sort of 
French colonialism to, yeah. to other. Yeah, exactly. Um, that would settlers. be nice. I see an independent kingdom of Bora Bora. So that's. There's a link to a, a see yeah. also the administrative divisions of French Polynesia. Mm, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I see French Polynesia for sure, but I don't think, I think at this point that's not going to really help us. Right. No, I don't, I don't think that it will. Um, yeah. Unfortunately I am not seeing anything like in the history of it. Uh, the first European sighting was made in 1722. James Cook sighted the Island. The London Missionary Society arrived in 1820 and founded a Protestant church. Good for them. Uh, when the French annexed the island as a colony and forced its last queen to abdicate. So we we don't get any actual talk. Of, like there's no link to French colonialism or, you know, even colonialism in general is not, is not really, doesn't seem to be linked on here anywhere, mm-hmm. which is kind of a shame. Because that's where it's exactly why I thought uh, we were in the right place. Um, yeah, because it's in the Pacific Ocean, so that's not going to help. Well, wait, what? That would be the Indian Ocean, I guess, that this is in, where we're headed, right? The Indian Ocean? Yeah. So at the bottom, where there are uh, often uh, fruitful lakes uh, because they take us to lists and such things, Yes. there is a link to the culture of indigenous Oceania. Mm. which is indigenous peoples are those ethnic groups that were indigenous to a territory prior to being incorporated into a national state and who are politically and culturally separate from the majority ethnic identity of the state that they are part of. So like in general, not just specifically. So the, the link is to the culture of indigenous Oceania, Oceania. Right. Right. Which could conceivably contain a list of such uh, cultures. Oh, I see. Huh. I guess my concern is that that's just for Oceana. O- Oceana? Oce- Oceania? Oceania? See, it's it's hard. Mm. It's hard yeah, it is. Um, Especially if you had a drink. Yeah. Uh, huh. Interesting. 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 Yeah, I don't see a whole lot. I mean, unless we go to France, which we can from here. Like we can just go to, uh, or French. Oh, so, so I think we should go to French, the language. Oh, no. What? That's just going to take us to France, the Mm, country. No, I disagree. Because if you hover over the word French up in the first paragraph. And as is allowed by. Take a look at the map that shows up in this image. Mm-hmm. It's they're all highlighted. As far as countries that oh wait a minute and what is that between Madagascar right? and right? mainland Africa? Yes, is it perchance a a list of uh, countries that? Uh, that's speak what French? I'm saying. I'm saying it's it's on that map for sure. I'll bet it's on that page. All right, you know what? You've charmed me. You've won me over. So here at the top, uh, the 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 very end of the top paragraph. In fact, yeah. it is the last word of the second to last sentence yes. of the top pack paragraph in the Bora Bora Wikipedia page. Yep. is French. Yep. And here we go. And the it actually French takes language. you to French language. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, I'm going to skip on down to uh, Africa, the geographic distribution. Yeah. 
And there is, look at that beautiful map of Africa right there. I don't see a damn thing between Madagascar and, <laughs> and Africa. Though. Oh, good. Not a bit of it. Not a little tiny little uh, sliver. Come, come now. Uh, maybe this is one of those islands that just exists in the internet and and is is purely used uh, as a as a currency for bank fraud and such. Huh. May- Boy, maybe. you were so sure. You were so oh. sure. Well, yeah, hey, you looked at that map and you thought that it looked uh, it looked good too. That's because I I'm. I'm not immune to your charms, Matt. I know. You wooed I'm me. You swept me off with your Svengali-like. Uh, uh, you are, in fact. Yeah. Uh, uh, so there is a. There is unfortunately. I, I. I wish we didn't have to go through another link, but there is another link. Uh, there always near is. the top that has uh, a list of 29 countries that speak of the French. That's not a saying. Uh, it's not. Nope. I thought that was a. Is that how they say? It? That's how they say it in France. So you're probably just not familiar with that. Um, I took French for three years, so <laughs> three mm-hmm. and a half. Let's call it three and a half. Should we call it three? Let's call it three and a half. Let's call it three and a half. Mm-hmm. It, it was three. It was. It was more three, but I'm going to call it three and a half. Okay. Like the R, you see the, the R sounds. You have to roll it, get it in the back of your throat. <laughs> you sound like you're, you're gargling spit. So there's a lot of the there's a lot of see alsos here. So yeah, there is a there, are there. There's there's francophile, francophobia, francophony, francophobia. francophony. Yeah, that's people who are afraid of French. Like say something minute. in French. Say something in French. Uh, je suis, je te ah! <laughs> oh, you're, that's, that's very that's good. It's a an good example. example. Frank yeah, that's nice. you're, you're welcome. Frank and Barry, for some reason, is on there. Ooh, we can go back to our uh, uh, Alfred yeah. Chocula. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I saw a post the other day uh, by Weird Al Yankovic, and he said, uh, my favorite monster cereal was Frankenberry's Monster. <laughs> I saw that same tweet. And I, 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 thought I, that delighted. Was, uh, I thought that was so quite there good. Is a, quite there is good. a... A list of countries where French is the official language, and that same stupid map comes up, mm. uh, which has that in, it tantalizing little blue dot between Madagascar <clears throat> and mainland Africa. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I think we should do is just click on Camaros, which is linked on this page. What? Where? How? Who? When? Under notes, my friend. Under notes, you shall oh. see a alphabetized list and Camaros. Comes right after Chad, right this before DR Congo. This is the twenty-nine Congo. full members of the Organisation Internationale de la Francophonie: the Benin, Burkina Faso, Burundi, Cameroon, Cape Verde, Central African Republic. Chad, this is just like a, a, a litany of European crimes throughout it's the true. world. It's true. It's <laughs> true. Well, let us click upon Comoros. There it is. And here and, we are. And this, and this, this. I mean, Comoros Islands. I. If there's a link to something called the Camaros Islands, so he did. There is, there is a link so, on this page to Camaros Islands. So he did, uh, in Tommy's defense, he did use the word uh, archipelago. Uh, he did. So he did mention the islands specifically as the uh, destination. So I think I feel like we need to make a stiletto-like distinction here that we are in fact going to Camaro Islands. I, from, I would agree. And there is a link on this page to Camaro Islands. And indeed, and there we go. We have arrived. And so that, that I, is I, the I will little point out that, thing that was highlighted. In I will app. point out that, that, yeah, that on this page, it says Camaro Islands or Camaros. Um, so e- either way, I mean, we're, we're here. 
we've made it. We found it. Thankfully, it. there was there was a link on that page. That would have been really terrible if Camaros didn't have a link to Camaros Island. Yeah. Can, we, can, we get, can we go straight to currency just to confirm that they do, in fact, use the Camaro and Frank? Uh, I don't see currency on here anywhere. Do you see that? You see a link to currency? Uh, yeah. I see history. In 1946, yeah. uh, Camaros became a French overseas territory. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's interesting. The the on the earlier page, the flag of uh, the nation of Comoros, Comoros, has, yes, has the um, uh, Islamic crescent moon and four stars. So it clearly, yeah, definitely a a, a Muslim uh, influence or, or in that area. So it's a, as yeah, with that, so many nations, a, a melting pot of that flag. Yeah, that flag is 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 a is a crazy looking flag. So it's got say. a lot going on. A lot of colors, um, more colors than you see on many flags. Most flags keep it to, to three, maybe. Well, um, that's because most nations were colonized by England. Yeah. So yep. also you true. Gotta, that, that's, also how, true. that's how all of these countries have red, white, and blue. But I, yeah. I think you, you, you have the typical African uh, diaspora uh, flags of uh, you've got green, yellow, and red mm-hmm. uh, in some degree. And in this case, there's also right. blue and white. Right. Well, I'm not saying that I, I, I guess I wasn't trying to say that there are three specific colors. I'm saying that a lot of times there are only three colors on a flag. It's true. It's true. And, and in this case, there are there are more. There are more than three. There are uh, one, two, three, four, five. Call it five. Let's call it five. But I will say um, as, as flags go, it's a solid choice. It's got a I nice like triangle on the left here. It's yeah. got a lot of familiar horizontal stripes. Uh, I, I would say that, uh, you know, it's a, yep. a good solid effort by the uh, people of uh the Comoros Islands uh, for putting together a solid flag design. I agree. I agree. Now let's take a look at what links here. Uh, I'm checking out this this what links here uh, list. You know what uh, is like the tenth one down on this? Uh, Central Europe. What? Yeah. Central Man. Europe links here. Appa- now supposedly. Now I'm going to go to the Central Europe page and, and find out for sure because we've we've been here before. Yeah, it doesn't. It does not. So it is, it is. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I was spelling it wrong. No, it still doesn't. No, it still doesn't. So Wikipedia is just, I don't know who's paid to edit this, but they're doing a piss poor job. Yeah, because boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what, if that, if we could have been here in two. (laughs) I will say, I will say that uh, a couple of uh, two links above Central Europe on the What Links Here page Mm -hmm. is Boeing 767. Yeah. And I can't imagine it's for a good reason. <laughs> like It's not like the Boeing 767 was invented uh, on those islands. I'm sure there was probably a crash that uh, probably. Uh, yeah. Now, this tells me that Oceana links here as well. Oh, man. <sighs> nope. Also not true. Just went to the page. Those liars. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird that it says that, and then that's not the case. I don't understand. And to be clear, in in case the listeners watch, wondering, watching, in case the listeners wondering, I am using a control F when I search those things because it's not part of our walk, and I feel it's, like it, it, is, it would take yeah. a long time to just be looking through the page to make sure that it's true. And it's so when rules. I do a control F, it does not come up. Now maybe for some reason it's an unsearchable word on the page, but that doesn't really make any sense, does it? It's like Voldemort. You can't say it. Right. Exactly. The giant tortoise supposedly links here. But again, who do I believe? There you go. The Bible Belt. Oh, come on. That really? Now they're just yanking your chain. Appalachia. The monorail episode of The Simpsons. No, <laughs> that can't be true. <laughs> well, actually, that makes sense because at the one point, I do remember when Professor Frank was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, there's a lot of stuff listed on here, but you know, I don't uh, almost all of them uh, geographic locations, though. Yeah, a lot of it. Uh, list of birds of Africa, supposedly, but you know, again, who who knows? So this is great. We made it, um, and we did use a little bit of geography. It's true, but you know, folks, sometimes. You're forced into it. I feel like um, we didn't use a ton, though. I mean, we we the the Polynesian Village Resort could be considered geographical. We, Bora Bora, we, definitely. You know, we learned but, about my 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 lineage. We learned about the Beatles. We, we learned did. about so many things. Oh, man. the Beatles! Gosh, that's that's going to make me sad every time I think about the Polynesian now. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's probably why they rebranded it under Moana because that's people were too. That was probably it. They yeah. the, all of that uh, the. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the branding of of John Lennon uh, cutting up Beatles records was just not <laughs> not what they wanted anymore. So exactly. Well, I think it's time to uh, figure out how we did as far as our uh, numbers go. So, um, would you like to tell us how many you predicted there, Jethro? So I will say, Matt, in recent episodes, yep. basically every episode this season, I have had a bit of a problem of uh, overguessing mm-hmm. the number of links that it would take us to get from A to B, and I sure. will say quite confidently that I have solved that problem. Oh, have you underguessed? <laughs> Almost certainly. Uh, okay. uh, I predicted five. Five. Uh, five, which right. I know I know is wrong, but it at least is I'm erring on the other side. So I predicted six. six. Damn it! I predicted six. And uh, you know how many it took us, Jethro? It took us five. It took us six. Damn you, Hartman! You know what, you know what would have gotten you that five? Uh, if, it, if we'd just uh, gone to Camaros instead of Camaro Islands, that'd have gotten you the five. Damn but it. you were right. You were right. We had to do it by the book, by uh, the stiletto rule. We had to go to Camaro Islands. So uh, I love it. Well, love I'm. I'm. It. You know what? I'm not going to win by cheating. So you're. You've opened up quite the lead here in this season. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have one tie and I've won the first two, but I mean, look, I was ahead by two going into like the last four episodes or something like that of our last season and then lost. So don't, don't worry, my friend. I do. I do do have a bit of a reputation for uh, finishing in the home stretch. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a young season and you're just getting warmed up. I know it. Um, and I haven't even started doping yet. So that's, (laughs) and it's not like you were off by many, you, you guessed five and it was six. Come on. Yeah, now you're just trying to make me feel better. I am, but is it working? It is! Yay! You're so shiny and nice. This has been a uh, a true pleasure, and it's uh, it was great meeting your friend uh, from gosh from elementary school. I can't I can't yeah. even believe you existed back then. But yeah, um, I mean, gosh, nice to, I mean, nice I'm trying to, to think. He's probably one of the first people I moved. Uh, uh, first people I met after moving to Texas. I've probably That's known awesome. him. Jesus, I've known him maybe 38 years or so. That's in, that's, that's, I shouldn't know anybody 38 years. No, no, doesn't seem right. Doesn't now seem I'm, right. But now I'm just depressed. But it, hey, if you're going to, that's the guy. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I'm glad you approve of yeah, for my sure. friend Tommy. Well, deal. Uh, I approve of all of this and uh, thanks so much for doing it. And I guess next week we'll have to, uh, maybe we'll get a non-geographic location. Who's to say? Like the bathroom. <laughs> uh... Uh. Hey, 
Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening again this week. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed the show. We want to say a thank you to Jesse Ali for our theme music and Nick Haramio for our artwork and to Tommy Cho for being our guest this week. A thank you also to all of you who bid at the Arcade Comedy Theater silent auction. Uh, we'll be announcing who our winner was in the coming weeks here, and then we will have them on as a guest as well. So if it was you, congratulations. And if it wasn't you, uh, you can still give us some topic suggestions. Uh, you can go ahead and do that on uh, the form that is linked in the description of our show. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. Um, you could send us an email at drunkardswalkpodcast at gmail.com if you want to do that. Uh, follow us on Twitter at, at drunkardsp. Find us on Instagram at drunkardswalkpodcast. Uh, communicate with us any way you'd like. Give us an idea for a destination and we will be happy to use it. And then we'll have you on to talk to you a little bit about it, just like we did with Tommy today. So uh, again, really glad you enjoyed the show if you did and if you didn't huh, good for you for listening all the way to the end of this tired of not having muscles tired of getting the snot beat out of you every time the bouncer throws you out tired of being a weak weakling who can't even lift a car without getting winded then come down to bg we're the premier gym for guys who want to get ripped and when we say guys we mean like hey what are you guys up to so that's inclusive for every guy Call us today at 1-800-GET-BEEF to speak to one of our trained trainers who will train you up. Use the phrase, I love beef cheeks, when you call for 20% off our already low monthly rate of $79.99. Beef cheeks! Because you're tired of your chicken legs.